Welcome to episode 56 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Hello, merrily moonstruck macaques. Welcome to AI.Cooking, episode 56, a podcast about artificial intelligence. You can find us on Twitter at at CSB and at 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 Gwoof Media. One extra, maybe two extra ats there. GWFF, M-E-D-I-A. Message me if you ever have any questions about anything and I will endeavour to reply to you. Who am I, you might be asking? Well, you, some of you will know. Other newer listeners, if we have, get any new ones for this show, won't know. But I am Gregory Foreman, or Gregory William Forsyth Foreman, or Gwiff the Cock, or, or anything, depending on who's looking for me. <laughs> From the Kingdom of Kent. Who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the second half of April 2023? And two corners, history and knowledge. Ah, here we go again with another tranche of news items for you about artificial intelligence or so-called artificial intelligence or what I'm calling algorithmic intelligence. Oh, Hold on. When I said when I'm calling that, I actually didn't have something to say, but then my brain told me to say what I just said then, which was quite good, wasn't it? Algorithmic intelligence. Hmm. Someone someone should be putting a hashtag behind that, maybe. I don't know. Uh, feel free to insert news here, personal news about me. Yes, me, me, personal news. Uh, make this really quick because I know some people have no interest whatsoever in my life whatsoever and they just want the blooming artificial intelligence news. So I'm going to just tell you that I just went on a stag do to Portugal. Um, my little travel story is this. Going out, the security theatre, security, security theatre. I'm a, I was a, a, a thespian, a fully trained professional television and film thespian for several years so i found it really entertaining taking as much time as i could to prove to the security personnel that i am not a threat to anyone ever really <laughs> unless you come after my kids in which case i fucking kill you no no i wouldn't i'd get someone else to do that anyway yeah i went out they were pretty serious about it but i think they were laughing they saw how serious i was taking it so they were kind of, they knew this, you know, they've got a job to do. I've got a job to entertain, haven't I? And on the way back, uh, the Portuguese side of things, very relaxed, very, very relaxed. They didn't even make me put my hundred mils of liquid, my mouthwash in a clear bag. I just told them that the mouthwash was in the bag and they went, yes, yeah, all right, we'll see that it's mouthwash because it'll look like mouthwash and it'll be next to your toothpaste. Right, that's enough. Let's move on, shall we, to our news items. Oh, yes, we have news items, you know. It's not just me waffling on this show. Uh, and our first news item is... Google just announced it's merging its two top AI research labs, London-based DeepMind, which it acquired in 2014, and Mountain View-based Google Brain. Ooh, ooh, Lun Lun. I should maybe I'll head up to this deep mind place and see if I um I get an interview. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Should we start doing a little interview section on the show? 
think about it. If you if you like that idea, feel free to tell me that's a good idea. <laughs> the merge team will be called Google DeepMind. Ah. Oh. And be helmed by DeepMind CEO Demi Hazabis. Google Brain Chief Jeff Dean will instead be promoted to Google's Chief Scientist. Oh, wow, they have a Chief Scientist. Homba Hoppa, Homba Hoppa. Oh, no, Chief Scientist say the Earth is round. Oh, no. <laughs> Our commentary by CSB. Google is losing in area of large language models to open AI. Google Bard sucks compared to ChatGPT. So no wonder Google decided to restructure. Yeah, if I mean, if they're merging them, but then they're still going to call it DeepMind, which is the better name, let's face it, then really that's just DeepMind assimilating this brain thing. Um, I, I also, this is odd as well, because I also have a chief science, well, I've got a chief science officer that I, uh, you know, CSO, and um, he is also named Jeff. So I don't know what's going on there. I'm going to check with my Jeff to see if my Jeff is Jeff Dean. And if it is, then that would really help further the cause that I am championing, which is personal gain. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, it is. But it ha the personal gain has to happen for me to save our children's children's children, people. Okay? You're, you get that now. Secondly, and in other news, The Verge is reporting... Tesla wins lawsuit that blamed autopilot for crash. Oh, okay. Tesla has won a lawsuit that tried to blame the company's autopilot driver assist software for a 2019 crash, Reuters reports. The jurors in the case found that the software wasn't at fault in a crash where the car turned into a median on a city street while autopilot was engaged. The jury awarded plaintiff Justin Shu, who sued Tesla in 2020, no damages. The trial is believed to be the first regarding autopilot and could prove to be an important case if Tesla faces future lawsuits over the technology. While Reuters reports that the result of the trial is not legally binding in other cases, Tesla is under intense scrutiny for its autopilot and its full self-driving driver assistance features, which don't make its cars fully autonomous and still require the driver to be engaged. Oh, oh, so, oh, so you can't drive a Tesla if you're single. Or you can, you just got to pretend that you're engaged to someone. Okay, that's cool. Sets a precedent though, doesn't it? When stuff like that happens, obviously Tesla's got lots and lots of money and I don't know how much money Justine Husu has, but uh, from where I'm sitting, it seems to be fairly obvious to me that most justice systems come down to economic attrition can you pay your lawyers longer than they can afford to pay theirs and if you're tesla and and the other person's just justin justine so then probably gonna win aren't you so well done that's justice for you Woo. thirdly tech crunch is reporting we all contribute to ai should we get paid for that? Oh, okay, this is good. Because I'm I'm on that whole 
uh, value has changed hype. The 20th century notion of value was time plus effort equals value. And the 21st century notion of it is attention plus time equals value or time plus attention equals value. See a slight little distinction between the two there? Very important to pay attention, you'll see. In Silicon Valley, some of the brightest minds believe a universal basic income, or UBI, that guarantees people unrestricted cash payments. <laughs> yeah, unrestricted, my ass. <laughs> What's that? You were, you were writing anti-government memes? Right, that's your UBI restricted, son back of the bus you loser will help them to survive and thrive as advanced technologies eliminate more careers as we know them from white collar and creative jobs lawyers journalists artists software engineers to labor roles oh wow ai is going to take over pregnant women as well cool the idea has gained enough traction that dozens of guaranteed income programs have been started in U.S. cities since 2020. Yet even Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI and one of the highest profile proponents of UBI, doesn't believe that it's a complete solution. As he said during a sit-down earlier this year, I think it's a little part of the solution. I think it's great. I think as advanced artificial intelligence participates more and more in the economy, we should distribute wealth and resources much more than we have, and that will be important over time. Uh, but I don't think that's going to solve the problem. I don't think that's going to give people meaning. I don't think it means people are going to entirely stop trying to create and do new things and whatever else. So I would consider it an enabling technology, but not a plan for society. Whoa, uh, Sam. Sam, Sam, Sam's going out and about having a chat, isn't he? Left, right and centre. And he thinks a lot. It's, uh, from that quote there, I gathered that he was doing a lot of thinking, which he should be doing at the position he's in. Um, UBI, where do I stand on that? Uh, I think it's going to contribute to the splitting of the human race. I think that you already have uh, lazy so-and-sos that would quite happily accept basic income, universal basic income, sit on their, their, their backsides all day watching Netflix as long as they could afford as many papsed blue ribbons as possible that they could consume. Uh, and they'd be happy, happy in their apathy. Uh, but that's not going to happen to other, a smaller percentage of humanity who have what I would call get up and go, uh, the entrepreneurial spirit of uh, engaging thought process and implementing decent ideas for personal profit and gain. So that's, yeah, there you go. You'll have one thing for one people and the other thing for the other people. Maybe we could all get along in the end and stop trying to murder each other. Would be nice, wouldn't it? Let's face it. <laughs> Fourthly, Google itself is reporting Google Bard now helps you code. Since we launched Google Bard, our experiment... That's not me. We didn't launch it. I'm talking from Google. Just reading the thing, okay? That's what it says, so I'm going to keep reading it. Since we launched 
Bard, our experiment lets you collaborate with generative AI. Coding has been one of the top requests we've received from our users. As a product lead in Google research and a passionate engineer who still programs every day, I'm excited that today we're updating Bard to include that capability. Starting now, Bard can help with programming and software development tasks, including code generation, debugging, and code explanation. We're launching these capabilities in more than 20 programming languages, including C++, Go, JavaScript, Python, and TypeScript. And you can easily export Python code to Google Colab, no copy and paste required. Bard can also assist with writing functions for Google Sheets. Yeah. It is a it's a bit mad, isn't it? Because I was on the stag do, I was talking to one of the guys that I'd never met before and saying about how I've got podcasts about artificial intelligence. And then he asked me the question five to ten minutes later, oh, so do you use AI? And I'm sitting there going, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I use my brain. Uh, and I, But I think th that... Some of that stuff does sound helpful. It does. It does sound helpful to, to someone that would know what to do with it. Everything's a tool. You can use it for great good or great evil. We've, we've discussed that in the past. Our commentary by CSB is Google is, again, very late. As the very first leader in AI-aided coding slash software development was Microsoft with Copilot, offered by Microsoft's own GitHub company. Then came ChatGPT in November 2022, and only now Google has released it. I'm not going to keep going on and on and on about it, but it does seem that Google is... Lacks it, I don't know, just sleeping on the job, lackadaisical, uh, overconfident, too much of the share... Uh, thinking that they're too big. I, th I get a very too big to fail vibe from, from these people at this point in time, which is never helpful or handy. And it can be righted if they uh, are able to hire the right people in the right positions. The ship can be turned around easily, I, I think. But um, I don't th I'm not too sure if that. I think they're kind of, they believe in their own hype too much and they're very ardently uh, politically inclined to lean in in a very specific direction and that has pigeonholed them and actually cost them the the lead well will eventually cost them the lead in in it in that which is what they purport to be useful for how many words can i beat around the bush for there <laughs> right numero cinco not a spanish not 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 a portuguese word <laughs> it's a spanish one i think it means number five for anyone that doesn't speak Spanish, just because this is the fifth news article. New scientific paper has been published at arziv.org by LMU Munich, NVIDIA, Vector Institute, University of Toronto, and University of Waterloo, entitled Align Your Latents, High-Resolution Video Synthesis with latent diffusion models. Abstract. 
Latent diffusion models, or LDMs, enable high-quality image synthesis while avoiding excessive compute demands. By training a diffusion model in a compressed, lower-dimensional latent space. Oh, that, that's... Mm, them words. That's the reason why I do this, so I can read words like that in a row. Here we apply the LDM paradigm to high-resolution video generation. A particularly resource-intensive task. We first pre-train an LDM on images only. Then we turn the image generator into a video generator by introducing a temporal dimension to the latent space diffusion model and fine-tuning on encoded image sequences. For example, videos. Similarly, we temporally align diffusion model upsamplers, turning them into temporally consistent video super-resolution models. Mm. Did you get some of that? Move over, Sports Illustrated. We've got the models for you. Our models are temporally consistent video super resolution models Ugh, said it again and it still give me the feels we focus on two relevant real world applications simulation of in the wild driving data and creative content creation with text to text modeling in particular we validate our video LDM on real driving videos of resolution 512 by 1024 achieving state-of-the-art performance. Furthermore, our approach can easily leverage off the shelf pre-trained image LDMs, as we only need to train a temporal alignment model in that case. Doing so, we turn the publicly available state-of-the-art text-to-image LDM stable diffusion into an efficient and expressive text-to-video model with resolution up to 1280 by 2048. We show that the temporal layers trained in this way generalize to different fine-tuned text-to-image LDMs. Utilizing this property, we show the first results for personalized text-to-video generation, opening exciting directions for future content creation. Ooh, 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 stable diffusion getting an upgrade. This is hot, this is, this is hot news, guys, it's hot. Sixthly, Bloomberg is reporting... With human metal workers hard to come by, robotic blacksmiths step up. Oh, robo blacksmith. Ooh, that's cool. That could be a good little, little, little low budget sort of sci-fi movie, horror movie, maybe sci-fi horror, suspense, mystery thriller. You know, like a robot blacksmith. Back in the day, doing robot blacksmithing stuff, but he's a robot. But he's in medieval times. Maybe set. So, sort of Terminator, but much more mundane. <laughs> uh, mm, yeah.
I do, I do. If the if the question you were thinking of is how does this guy entertain himself so much, and is it is is he really entertaining himself so much? Yes, yes is the answer. I do. My I, I'm an only child, and it's it's been between me and my brain for 34 years most most of the time, and so I, I definitely have to entertain myself by talking to myself. Editing and releasing it is just a byproduct of the existence of me being able to talk to myself. A few months ago, I stood in front of a laser scanner that made a digitalized file of my head. Just leaving a little pause there so you can too uh, consider the words I just said. Digitized file of his head, of her head. What? Using that file as a guide, two gigantic robot arms set to work poking and prodding at a piece of sheet metal until they had replicated every contour of my face in fine detail. <gasps> wow. Oh, stroke my ego much. I'd love to have a big metal version of my face. Oh, just maybe take the nose down slightly, though. I'm not self-conscious about it. I'm just very aware that it is a, it is a, it's not an abnormally large nose, but it's strong features is what I've been told. Very strong features. While the robots looked large and clumsy, they were able to perform the same type of precision metal shaping that has been done for centuries by skilled craftspeople. Oh, wow. Bloomberg craftspeople. Okay. Little, uh, Double speak, Ministry of Truthisms there coming out, craftspeople. In the end, they manufactured a realistic bust I could be proud of, my own genetic limitations notwithstanding. The bust was the work of Machina Labs, the Chatsworth, California based startup that made the metalworking system. The company's ambitions go far beyond doing cute things like reproducing reporters' faces. <laughs> it's only cute if you use it for target practice, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> doing cute things. <laughs> Why is that? Why would you write that in a, in a professional article? So cute. He's got an iPhone. He's doing cute things. <laughs> its primary focus is on saving industrial companies time and money by putting a robotic blacksmithing army at their disposal. Whoa, whoa, that escalated quick. Now they're an army. <laughs> I never thought we'd see anything like this says Bobby Walden, the owner of Walden Speed Shop, who has spent decades hand-making custom metal parts for cars. Walden has visited the Machina factory and reckons the robots are already good enough to replicate much of what he does, only without the arthritis and back pain. Well, Mr. Bobby Walden, I've got a hookup for you, son. Go check out lavenderblossoms.org for all of your CBD requirements and maybe unofficially visit a witch doctor who can sort of recommend some form of THC for you. Combine the two and sit back and let that back pain and arthritis float away. Yep, you can do that with that sort of thing. I am not a doctor. Do not take my advice seriously. It is advice, 
but should it be taken seriously? It's just what I would do in that situation. I'm looking at this robot and my brain starts going crazy, he says. <laughs> I loved that. That was the perfect amount of stupidness, wasn't it? That was my favourite one yet. Well, of this show. I like that. That was good. Thank you for that. Seven! Reuters is reporting. Microsoft developing its own AI chip. Microsoft Corp is developing its own artificial intelligence chip code named Athena that will power the technology behind AI chatbots like ChatGPT, the information reported on Tuesday. Citing two people familiar with the matter... <laughs> <laughs> the company, which was an early backer of ChatGPT owner OpenAI, has been working on the chip since 2019, and it is being tested by a small group of Microsoft and OpenAI employees, the report said. According to the report, the chips will be used for training large language models and supporting inference, both needed by generative AI like the one used in ChatGPT to process massive amounts of data, recognize patterns, and create new outputs to mimic human conversation. There you go, mimic. Highlight that word, underline that word, to mimic human conversation very interesting that they're going to have specialized this is the progression this is this is why if you write this off now you're doing yourself a great disservice take it very seriously i wouldn't spend my time doing something this silly if i wasn't serious about it nom 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 number eight engadget is reporting Adobe's Firefly new AI tools aim to cut down drudge work for editors. Drudge work? What sort of attitude to your vocation in life is that? <sighs> these guys, honestly, what are we going to do with these people? Less than a month after debuting its new suite of Firefly generative AI editing tools... Adobe announced Monday that it is already working on a host of upgrades to further empower its users through creative cloud video and audio applications. These additions should be coming to Firefly's beta program later this year, built from the company's long-running AI program Sensei. That's, that is a cool name for a... that's a cool... yeah... I like that. Sensei. Yeah, that's cool. Firefly is better than Bard. <laughs> I, know, well, I don't know, is it? Uh, yeah, it is, it is better than Bard. Firefly is a suite of generative AI models that can both create and transform audio, video illustrations, and 3D models using text prompts in the same way that Dolly and ChatGPT do. Firefly's features are already available across Adobe's ecosystem, including Premiere Pro, Illustrator, After Effects, and Photoshop, though they'll be accessible through the closed beta program later this year. Just one after another, isn't it? It's all the biggest, and they keep on going, every single one of them's plowing into AI, just really putting their, their AI foot forward, and yet somehow... 
it's still dismissed as a false dawn. And I, I think it is actually the, the fact that AI stands for artificial intelligence, which is it comes with these preconceived notions that we've already discussed about robots and stuff. If it was just called algorithmic intelligence, uh, it's still AI. You don't have to change the acronym, which is helpful because I suppose that's for branding and stuff. But also, it, it's, it's much more accurate, is it not? Is it not much more accurate? <laughs> I don't know why I'm waiting for you to reply. I know you can't reply until you hear it. And even then, you're not going to get in touch with me because I'd have done it by then. But if I'm wrong, please let me know. Is that is that fair? That's fair, right? Number nine. Watcher Guru. <sighs> I like this one already. <laughs> Amazon launches its chat GPT rival, Bedrock. See? Another one. Another one. Another one. Another one. Amazon this time. One of the largest tech companies on the planet. Some people might say in the planet there. <clears throat> has officially unveiled its answer to the industry's recent AI obsession. Specifically... Amazon has launched its chat GPT rival, Bedrock, which will function similarly to the immensely popular OpenAI-developed chatbot, Bedrock. Oh, oh, that's a Flintstones reference. Bedrock. It's the bedrock upon which we will build the future. These corps, these big mega corps going all in on this stuff. They are going all in. Well, this is make or break. Get left behind at your peril. You know, obviously not you because you're smart enough to listen to me. Props, by the way, putting up with me for all this time. If you have done <laughs> props, props to you. Not many people can do that. Pat yourself on the back. Amazon is following the path laid forward by both OpenAI and Google. <laughs> I don't know how much of the pathfinding Google's done <laughs> through the in oh, Well, if they have, they've not been successful in telling anyone about it. Through the introduction of its own generative AI system. Moreover, CEO Andy Jassy stated the company's investment in AI in his second annual letter to shareholders. The talk of the tech industry has been centered around the arrival of generative AI, specifically the integration and implementation of these language model-based systems showcased the newfound capabilities of the technology. Now, one iconic company is getting in on the competition. Wow, okay, yeah, I mean, they're with AWS, or what they got going on there? It's very much four horsemen technocalypsican technopolypsis. It's very much like that. <clears throat> but I would say that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man of faith. Number ten, double figures, ten, one and a zero. Number ten, Analytics India is reporting. Open AI surprises open source community unveils consistency models. In a surprising turn of events, OpenAI has decided to open it to open source its technology. The company had released the paper about consistency models last month and now have decided to open source the technology. Check out the GitHub repository here or there, wherever that is. The paper by OpenAI talks about consistency models. 
a technique that might be the next big step in the AI art generation race that can make Dolly stand apart from the crowd, the ever-increasing crowd. <laughs> uh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, hold on. Just had a little thought. Well done, brain. I might mention this. This is this for me because I was there. I was there in the in the 2017 bull run Bitcoin had from three grand to 20 grand. And I remember looking at the number of altcoins. I remember the, the number of those altcoins just going up and up and up. And I think we're, we're further back from it, but we're at that stage with this where it's, where it's starting, all the big boys are all jumping in and they're open sourcing and it mean, means anyone can kind of do it. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say the words winter or AI together, but is the balloon becoming too inflated? Will it burst? Only time will tell, won't it? The fact that OpenAI has decided to open source their technology is definitely surprising. The company that has been getting a lot of criticism for its closed-door policy is now making attempts to go to the open-source route. Recently, the company also announced their bug bounty program for incentivizing researchers for detecting and reporting bugs in the system. I'm, but that's cool. I'm, that is quite cool, the incentive. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, I'm going to struggle to pick a show title this 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 week this fortnight. Uh, there's been really quite a few that have stood out in my brain as I'm going along this thing. Yeah, we might have to pull it up on on NAS No Agenda Social, our Mastodon instance 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 that both I and the writing team are particip participating in. Yes, you can find me there at Woof GWFF, and you can find. The writing team there at CSB. Legs 11. Nature Communications is reporting. Towards the ground state of molecules via Diffusion Monte Carlo on neural networks. Diffusion Monte Carlo, or DMC, based on fixed-node approximation, has enjoyed significant developments in the past decades and become one of the go-to methods when accurate ground-state energy of molecules and materials is needed. However, the inaccurate nodal structure hinders the application of DMC for more challenging electronic correlation problems. In this work, we apply the neural network-based trial wave function in fixed-node DMC, which allows accurate calculations of a broad range of atomic and molecular systems of different electronic characteristics. Our method is superior in both accuracy and efficiency compared to state-of-the-art neural network methods using variational Monte Carlo or VMC. We also introduce an extrapolation scheme based on the empirical linearity between VMC and DMC energies and significantly improve our binding energy calculation. Overall, this computational framework provides a benchmark for accurate solutions of correlated electronic wave function 
and also sheds light on the chemical understanding of molecules. Oh, 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 wow, that was cool, wasn't it? All that stuff that I just said, that was cool. I'll have to ask uh, the writing team what this Monte Carlo thing is. I thought that was a place in France. Didn't realise it was something else as well. Number 12, a dozen. Meta AI, or in other words, AI department of Facebook is reporting. A new, unique AI dataset for animating amateur drawings. Oh, yeah, I saw a post about this yesterday, I think it was. You can draw little characters and then and then animate them very easily with this. My children will find this incredibly humorous, I'm sure. I'm really sure of that. I'm going to try it. We're going to check it out with them. From a young age, people express themselves and their creativity through drawing. We created an AI system research demo to easily bring artwork to life through animation. And we are now releasing the animation code along with a novel dataset of nearly 180,000 annotated amateur drawings to help other AI researchers and creators to innovate further. To our knowledge, this is the first annotated dataset to feature this kind of artwork. Drawing is a near-universal way for people to capture a character, scene, or idea quickly. But while the content or meaning of a drawing is often clear to other human observers, an abstract or non-realistic appearance can make a drawing incomprehensible to AI models trained on images of real-life objects. To teach AI to recognize all the different ways someone might draw a human-like figure would require a large dataset of sketches from budding artists. Or you could just go around to every kindergarten everywhere and take pictures of the walls. You know, like Google Earth, like when you we Google Earth it, but you just meta match. Oh, I should write that down. That was a good one, that. Um... With the new data set we are sharing today, described in detail in this research paper, researchers and practitioners can build tools to more easily and accurately analyze the contents of amateur drawings. And this can unlock new digital-physical hybrid experiences. <gasps> digital-physical hybrid experiences. <gasps> oh, yeah. Uh, hmm, oh. Such as new forms of storytelling and greater accessibility in art. It all sounds so promising, doesn't it? It really does. A baker's dozen? 12 plus 1. Microsoft itself is reporting. Deep speed chat. Easy, fast, and affordable RLHF training of ChatGPT-like models at all scales. ChatGPT-like models have taken the AI world by a storm. And it would not be an overstatement to say that its impact on the digital world has been revolutionary. These models are incredibly versatile, capable of performing tasks like summarization, coding, and translation with results that are on par or even exceeding the capabilities of human experts. Given the sheer power of these models, multiple efforts are underway in the AI open source community to make chat GPT style models more accessible 
Examples, Chat Llama, Alpaca, Vicuna, Databricks Dolly, etc. Despite these incredible efforts, there is still a lack of an end-to-end -end RLHF pipeline capable of training powerful chat GPT-like model that is easily accessible to the AI community. For instance, training a modest 6.7B, where the B probably stands for billion chat GPT model with existing systems typically requires expensive multi-GPU setup that is beyond the reach of many data scientists. Even with access to such computing resources, training efficiency is often less than 5% of what these machines are capable of. As illustrated shortly, and finally, existing solutions simply cannot support easy, fast, and affordable training state-of-the-art chat GPT models with hundreds of billions of parameters. Even given access to multi-GPU clusters. These limitations stem from a lack of a robust system design that is capable of effectively supporting the complex instruct GPT's RLHF training pipeline that is quite different from the standard pre-training and fine-tuning pipelines that existing DL systems are designed for. Therefore, in the spirit of democratizing ChatGPT-like models and making RLHF training truly accessible to the AI community, today we are releasing Deep Speed Chat with the following three capabilities. Have at, guys. It's all yours. Take it from there. It's all yours. Fourteen. Two sevens, which is fourteen. So number fourteen, which is two sevens. Guardian is reporting. Chat GPT is making up fake Guardian articles. Here's how we're responding. Oh, oh, jolly, jolly. This is fun. Well done, Chat GPT. Oh, oh love it when the old Guardian gets there. The knickers in a twist. <laughs> Last month, one of our journalists received an interesting email. A researcher had come across mention of a Guardian article written by the journalist on a specific subject from a few years earlier. But the piece was proving elusive on our website, and in search, had the headline perhaps been changed since it was launched, had it been removed intentionally from the website because of a problem we'd identified, or had we been forced to take it down by the subject of the piece through legal means? The reporter couldn't remember writing the specific piece. <laughs> that is so typical of a Guardian reporter. I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember writing that waffle. You kidding me? All day long, all I do is write bluster and waffle. <laughs> How can I remember what I wrote yesterday? Let alone years ago. What do you think I am? A computer? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop shouting because been told this it's a little alarming sometimes when you're listening and suddenly i'm shouting so yeah sorry about that yes the reporter couldn't remember writing the specific piece but the headline certainly sounded like something they would have written yeah gobbledygook <laughs> it was a subject they were identified with and had a record of covering worried that there may have been some mistake at our end 
They asked colleagues to go back through our systems to track it down. Despite the detailed records we keep of all our content, especially around deletions or legal issues, they could find no trace of its existence. Wow. Okay. This is slightly concerning, is it not? That someone could go back and rewrite history to suit their own needs and preferences and agenda. Slightly concerning to all of us, isn't it? Only if you continue to read The Guardian, which I do not recommend. And lastly, for our last news item of this fortnight, number 15, Tech Explore is reporting. Oh, yes, finally, a mention of the man himself. Elon Musk forms X.AI, Artificial Intelligence Company. Wow, that's, that is a, that's going to be a juicy, juicy URL, x.ai, isn't that one of the names of his kids, Zai? Maybe it's just something to do with his family or something to do with something. Elon Musk has formed an x.ai artificial intelligence corporation based in the U.S. state of Nevada, according to business documents that surfaced on Friday. Musk, who is already the boss of Twitter and Tesla, can this guy not get enough of being a boss of stuff? He's already the boss of two things, and now he's the boss of a third thing, and more things. How many things is he bossing around? He's a bossy boots, this man. Joking, Elon. You know I love you, baby. You know I love you. I'm just joking. You know that, right? you got great sense of humour. I can tell from here your sense of humour is very... Very good. Oh, yes. The boss of Twitter and Tesla was listed as director of X.AI Corporation, founded on March 9th. A state business filing indicated Musk recently merged Twitter with a newly created X shell company, keeping the brand name for the platform, but not the business. Musk's Founding of what appears to be a rival to chat GPT maker OpenAI came despite recently calling for an overall pause in developing artificial intelligence. Yeah, how's that going, by the way? Did that letter do anything? Anything at all? Anything? Just what? Anythings? One thing? Did it do anything? anything did that letter that we didn't report on because it wasn't inconsequential enough it wasn't consequential enough for us to report on it even though we're an ai show and that letter was all about ai did it do anything this letter that they six thousand or so of the most notable ai people or whatever people uh whoever wherever who signed it did that do a thing no i don't i'm not sure if it did i don't think so i'd love to see anything that that did other than get people talking about ai more musk has brought thousands of powerful costly computing processes and hired engineering talent as part of an ai project at twitter according to an insider report meanwhile Musk has slashed staff at Twitter as part of dramatic cost-cutting since his $44 billion US dollars takeover of the San Francisco firm late last year. 
The founding date of X.AI was several weeks before Musk joined experts in signing an open letter calling for a hiatus in the development of AI. So I think the tech explorer there is trying to poke holes. Um, I think it seemed to me that they were alleged or sort of alluding to allege that Elon's a bit of a hypocrite for calling a halt to the thing, but also at the same time starting his own thing up. Oh, Elon, your girl to troll is truly on. Oh, bless him. Bless that guy. Well, I suppose he already has been blessed, really. That's why I can rock up to stuff in Baphomet costumes and still still be idolised by legions of people. Oh, hello. Oh, no. I've got a message from the missus. She wants me to come in. Hopefully... We both know what that means. Know what I'm saying? Hmm? Yes, yeah, so that that's it for the news items, which is good, because it means we can move on to the history corner. Topic of the history corner in this episode. History of NLP software. So, natural language processing software. I always really do, because get natural language processing nlp because i was i was big into the nlp thing when i was a late teenager but it wasn't this nlp stuff it was the hypnotists nlp things um used to use it to pick chicks up know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <clears throat> by the way if anyone clips that bit and sends it to my wife i'll be after you i really will <laughs> um <laughs> It was prior to me meeting her, okay? I was 17. One, Georgetown Experiment, 1954, created by Georgetown University and IBM. Description, involved fully automatic translation of more than 60 Russian sentences into English. Two, Student, 1964, created by Daniel Bobro. Description, could solve high school algebra problems. 3. Eliza, 1964, created by Joseph Weizenbaum. Description. A simulation of a Rogerian psychotherapist, rephrasing her three responses. Three response. Rephrasing her response with a few grammar rules. 4. Shridlu, S-R-S-H-R-D-L-U, 1970, created by Terry Winograd. Description, a natural language system working in restricted block worlds with restricted, vocal with restricted vocabularies worked extremely well. Parry, 1972. Kenneth Colby, a chatterbot. 5. KL1, 1974. Created by Sondheimer. Description. A knowledge representation system in the tradition of semantic networks and frames. It is a frame language. 6. Margie, 1975. Created by Roger Shank. 7. Tailspin Software, 1976, created by Mihan. 8. Qualm, 1976, created by Lehnert.
Nine. Lifer forward slash ladder. 1978, created by Hendrix. Description, a natural language interface to a database of information about U.S. Navy ships. 10. SAM Software, 1978, created by Cullingford. 11. PAM Software, 1978, created by Robert Wilinski. 12. Politics Software, 1979, created by Carbonell. 13. Plot Units Software, 1981, created by Lehnert. 14. Jabberwocky, 1982, created by Rollo Carpenter. Description, Chatterbot with stated aim to... Simulate natural human chat in an interesting, entertaining, and humorous manner. 15. Mumble Software, 1982, created by McDonald. 16. Ractor, 1983, created by William Chamberlain and Thomas Eater. Description. Chatterbot that generated English-language prose at random. Seventeen Mop Trans, nineteen eighty four, created by Littenen. Eighteen Kodiak Software, nineteen eighty six, created by Wilinski. Nineteen Absity Software, nineteen eighty seven, created by Hurst. Twenty Doctor Spitzo. 1991, created by Creative Labs. 21, Watson, Artificial Intelligence Software. 2006, created by IBM. A question-answer system. A question-answering system that won the Jeopardy! contest, defeating the best human players in February 2011. 22. Siri Apple, 2011. Created by Apple. Description. A virtual assistant developed by Apple. 23. Cortana, 2014. Created by Microsoft. Description. A virtual assistant developed by Microsoft. 24. Amazon Alexa. 2014, created by Amazon. Description, a virtual assistant developed by Amazon. 25, Google Assistant. 2016, created by Google. Description, a virtual assistant developed by Google. And that's the history of NLP for you. Now we shall move over to our knowledge corner. And we're going to stick with some NLP. We're going to find out what are common NLP tasks. The following is a list of some of the most commonly researched tasks in natural language processing. Some of these tasks have direct real-world applications, while others more commonly serve as subtasks that are used to aid in solving larger tasks. Though natural language processing tasks are closely intertwined, they can be subdivided into categories for convenience. 
A course division is given below. Text and speech processing. Optical character recognition, or OCR. Given an image representing printed text, determine the corresponding text. Speech recognition. Given a sound clip of a person or people speaking, determine the textual representation of the speech. This is the opposite of text-to-speech and is one of the extremely difficult problems colloquially termed AI-complete. In natural speech, there are hardly any pauses between successive words, and thus speech segmentation is a necessary subtask of speech recognition. In most spoken languages, the sounds representing successive letters blend into each other in a process termed coarticulation. So, the conversion of the analog signal to discrete characters can be a very difficult process. Also, given that words in the same language are spoken by people with different accents, the speech recognition software must be able to recognize the wide variety of input as being identical to each other in terms of its textual equivalent. Speech segmentation Given a sound clip of a person or people speaking, separate it into words a subtask of speech recognition, and typically grouped with it. Text-to-speech. Given a text, transform those units and produce a spoken representation. Text-to-speech can be used to aid the visually impaired. Word segmentation. Tokenization. Separate a chunk of continuous text into separate words. For a language like English, this is fairly trivial, since the words are usually separated by spaces. However, some written languages like Chinese, Japanese, and Thai do not mark word boundaries in such a fashion, and in those languages, text segmentation is a significant task, requiring knowledge of the vocabulary and morphology of words in the language. Sometimes this process is also used in cases like bag of words or B-O-W, creation in data mining. Morphological analysis, lemmatization. The task of removing inflectional endings only to return the base dictionary form of a word which is also known as a lemma. Lemmatization is another technique for reducing words to their normalized form. But in this case, the transformation actually uses a dictionary to map words to their actual form. Morphological segmentation. Separate words into individual morphemes and identify the class of the morphemes. The difficulty of this task depends greatly on the complexity of the morphology. For example, the structure of words. Of the language being considered. English has fairly simple morphology, especially 
especially inflectional morphology. And thus it is possible to ignore this task entirely and simply model all possible forms of a word. For example, open, opens, opening, opened as separate words. In languages such as Turkish or Maitai, a highly agglutinated Indian language, however, such an approach is not possible, as each dictionary entry has thousands of possible word forms. Part of speech tagging. Given a sentence, determine the part of speech, or POS, for each word. Many words, especially common ones, can serve as multiple parts of speech. For example, book can be a noun, the book on the table, or verb, to book a flight. Set can be a noun, verb, or adjective, and out can be any of at least five different parts of speech. Stemming the process of reducing inflected or sometimes derived words to a base form. For example, close will be the root for closed, closing, close, closer. Stemming yields similar results as lemmatization, but does so on grounds of rules, not a dictionary. Syntactic analysis. Grammar introduction. Grammar induction. Oh, generate a formal grammar that describes a language's syntax. Sentence breaking, also known as sentence boundary disambiguation. Given a chunk of text, find the sentence boundaries. Sentence boundaries are often marked by periods or other punctuation marks, but these same characters can serve other purposes, for example, making abbreviations. Passing. Determine the past tree. Grammatical analysis of a given sentence. The grammar for natural languages is ambiguous and typical sentences have multiple possible analysis. Perhaps surprisingly, for a typical sentence, there may be thousands of potential passes, most of which will seem completely nonsensical to a human. There are two primary types of passing, dependency passing and constitutiency passing. Dependency passing focuses on the relationship between words in a sentence, marking things like primary objects and predicates. Whereas constituency passing focuses on building out the past tree using a probabilistic context-free grammar, or PCFG. Let's see also stochastic grammar. Lexical semantics of individual words in context. Lexical semantics. What is the computational meaning of individual words in context? Distributional semantics. How can we learn semantic representations from data? Named Entity Recognition, or NER. Given a stream of text, determine which items in the text map to proper names, such as people or places, and what the type of each such name is. For example, person, location, organization. Although capitalization can aid in recognizing named entities in languages such as English, 
This information cannot aid in determining the type of named entity and in any case is often inaccurate or insufficient. For example, the first letter of a sentence is also capitalized, and named entities often span several words, only some of which are capitalized. Furthermore, many other languages in non-Western scripts, for example Chinese or Arabic, do not have any capitalization at all. And even languages with capitalization may not consistently use it to distinguish names. For example, German capitalizes all nouns regardless of whether they are names. And French and Spanish do not capitalize names that serve as adjectives. Sentiment Analysis See also multimodal sentiment analysis. Extract subjective information usually from a set of documents, often using online reviews to determine polarity about specific objects. It is, espe it is especially useful for identifying trends of public opinion in social media for marketing. Terminology Extraction the goal of terminology extraction is to automatically extract relevant terms from a given corpus. Word sense disambiguation, or WSD. Many words have more than one meaning. We have to select the meaning which makes the most sense in context. For this problem, we are typically given a list of words and associated word senses, for example, from a dictionary or an online resource such as WordNet. Entity linking. Any words, typically proper names, refer to named entities. Here we have to select the entity, for example, a famous indiv individual, a location, a company, which is referred to in context. Relation semantics. Semantics of individual sentences. Relationship extraction. Given a chunk of text, identify the relationships among named entities. For example, who is married to whom? Semantic parsing. Given a piece of text, typically a sentence, produce a formal representation of its semantics, either as a graph, for example in AMR parsing, or in accordance with a logical formalism, for example in DRT parsing. This challenge typically includes aspects of several more elementary NLP tasks from semantics, for example semantic row labeling, word sense disambiguation, and can be extended to include full-fledged discourse analysis, for example discourse analysis, Coreference. See natural language understanding. Semantic row labeling. See also implicit semantic row labeling below. Given a single sentence, identify and disambiguate semantic predicates. For example, verbal frames. Then identify and classify the frame elements. Semantic rules. Discourse. Semantics beyond individual sentences. 
conference resolution. Given a sentence or larger chunk of text, determine which words or mentions refer to the same objects or entities. Anaphora resolution is a specific example of this task and is specifically concerned with matching up pronouns with the nouns of names to which they refer. The more general task of conference resolution also includes identifying so-called bridging relationships involving referring expressions. For example, in a sentence such as He entered John's house through the front door. The front door is a referring expression, and the bridging relationship to be identified is the fact that the door being referred to is the front door of John's house, rather than of some other structure that might also be referred to. Discourse Analysis This rubric includes several related tasks. One task is discourse passing, for example, identifying the discourse structure of a connected text, for example, the nature of the discourse relationships between sentences, for example, elaboration, explanation, contrast. Another possible task is recognizing and classifying the speech acts in a chunk of text, for example, yes-no question, content question, statement, assertion, etc. Implicit semantic role labeling. Given a single sentence, identify and disambiguate semantic predicates, for example verbal frames, and their explicit semantic roles in the current sentence. See semantic role labeling above. Then identify semantic roles that are not explicitly realized in the current sentence. Classify them into arguments that are explicitly realized elsewhere in the text and those that are not specified, and resolve the former against the local text. A closely related task is zero anaphora resolution, or, for example, the extension of coreference resolution to pro-drop languages. Recognizing textual entailment. Given two text fragments, determine if one being true entails the other's negation or allows the other to be either true or false. Topic segmentation and recognition. Given a chunk of text, separate it into segments each of what is devoted to a topic and identify the topic of the segment. Argument mining. The goal of argument mining is the automatic extraction and identification of argumentative structures from natural language text with the aid of computer programs. Such argumentative structures include the premise, conclusions, the argument scheme, and the relationship between the main and subsidiary argument, or the main and counter-argument within discourse. Higher-level NLP applications Automatic summarization, or text summarization 
Produce a readable summary of a chunk of text, often used to provide summaries of the text of a known type, such as research papers, articles in the financial section of a newspaper. Grammatical error correction. Grammatical error detection and correction involves a great bandwidth of problems on all levels of linguistic analysis, phonology, orthography, morphology, syntax, semantics, pragmatics. Grammatical error correction is impactful since it affects hundreds of millions of people that use or acquire English as a second language. It has thus been subject to a number of shared tasks since 2011. As far as orthography, morphology, syntax and certain aspects of semantics are concerned, and due to the development of powerful natural language models such as GPT, this can now, or at least when this was written in 2019, be considered a largely solved problem and is being marketed in various commercial applications. Machine translation, or MT. Automatically translate text from one human language to another. This is one of the most difficult problems and is a member of a class of problems colloquially termed AI complete, i.e. requiring all of the different types of knowledge that humans possess, grammar, semantics, facts about the real world, etc., to solve properly. Natural Language Understanding, or NLU, convert chunks of text into more formal representations such as first-order logic structures that are easier for computer programs to manipulate. Natural language understanding involves the identification of the intended semantic from the multiple possible semantics which can be derived from a natural language expression, which usually takes the form of organized notations of natural language concepts. Introduction and and creation of language metamodal and ontology are efficient, however, empirical solutions. An explicit formalization of natural language semantics, without confusions with implicit assumptions, such as closed-world assumption or CWA, versus open-world assumption or subjective yes forward slash no versus objective true forward slash false, is expected for the construction of a basis of semantics formalization. Natural language generation or NLG. Convert information from computer databases or semantic intents into readable human language. Book generation. Not an NLP task proper, but an extension of natural language generation and other NLP tasks is the creation of full-fledged books. The first machine-generated book was created by a rule-based system in 1984. Ractor, the policeman's beard, is half-constructed. The first published work by a neural network was published in 2018. 1. The Road Marketed as a novel 
contains 60 million words. Both these systems are basically elaborate but nonsensical semantics-free language models. The first machine-generated science book was published in 2019. Beta Writer, Lithium-Ion Batteries, Springer, Sham. Unlike Ractor and One the Road, this is grounded on factual knowledge and based on text summarization. Document AI A document AI platform sits on top of the NLP technology, enabling users with no prior experience of artificial intelligence, machine learning or NLP to quickly train a computer to extract the specific data they need from different document types. NLP-powered document AI enables non-technical teams to quickly access information hidden in documents, for example, lawyers, business analysts, and accountants. Dialogue Management Computer systems intended to converse with a human. Question Answering Given a human language question, determine its answer. Typical questions have a specific right answer, such as, What is the capital of Canada? But sometimes open-ended questions are also considered, such as, What is the meaning of life? Text-to-image generation Given a text description of an image, generate an image that matches the description. Text-to-scene generation Given a description of a scene, generate a 3D model of the scene. Text to video. Given a description of a video, generate a video that matches the description. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe and stay humble. Merrily Moonstruck Macaques. Singularity is near. Yo. Yo, back at you.